Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. Here's what's coming up today. It's been described as one of the best Premier League games of the season. A thrilling 4-4 score at St James's Park as Newcastle and Luton lock horns in an epic battle that saw both teams take a precious point, I'll say that, uh, back home with them. Uh, we're going to talk about the game in more detail. We've got your three-word reviews. We've got Bataro and Steve here as usual. We're going to talk loads and loads about football today, but mostly about the Newcastle game because it was so epic. Mm. It was such a good trip. Um, well, first thing, good evening, boys. Thanks good for evening, coming Dave. down. Good it's evening, mate. All right. I was just going to go off on one and just thinking about that game. I, I've seen a lot of football in my time, but that one is up there with some of the better games I've ever ever witnessed. I felt privileged to have been there and to, to see Luton have the belief and ability... To, to go toe-to-toe with, with someone like Newcastle, it, it was a real privilege as a Luton fan to have seen that and been there for it. There was a time when, uh, during the game, you just didn't know where, which way it was going to go. Mm. And I, Do you know what? It took me back to a long time ago when Luton Town played Stoke City away. What, the four, classic 4-4 four. Four, four draw and then Mossy missing the penalty. Mm. Mal Donaghy scored that day, backward header. Do you, do you know, you've got a better memory than me. I just remember I was devastated that we should have won 5-4. Mm. Mm. And... I thought at points on Saturday we had those opportunities to, to do the 5-4, but we'll talk about that more in detail. Mm. Uh, but I'm assuming you watched it somewhere. I did, mate, yeah. I watched it at home. I said the boys. I was like, yeah. But um, no, what? mental, wasn't it? You, you must have been exhausted by the end of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I kept celebrating that much, obviously, when we were scoring goals, going, yeah, picking the boy up, running around the room with him, whatever else. And all of a sudden, Newcastle scored and the third and then the fourth. He's like, yeah. Bad timing, boy. Mm. I, uh, the other part of fun I did have was uh, watching people get to the top of the staircase. Because um, I did it. It's a long way up now. It took me quite a few minutes <laughs> to get my breath back. And I thought, one, I used the lift like my friend Steve did. <laughs> well, well, it was only because of my good lady wife. Yeah. Yeah. She's she got really small wee legs, so she, she couldn't have done the steps. The, the amount of people that come up and then were sort of just bent over double trying to get their breath back <laughs> was quite amusing. But... Um, you know, let's let's have a look at your three-word reviews for um, Newcastle 4, Luton Town 4. Clive says, what a game. Ryan, a great away point. Neil, superb yet again. Tom, giving it everything. Mike, goals, goals, goals. Adam, worth a journey. Darren says, spirit of 83. Emily, Ross Barkley, masterclass. Ben, unbeaten in 2024. And Steve, bring on anyone. You can take your pick, fellas. What do you think? Unbeaten in 2024. That is some going, isn't it? It's yeah. crazy wow. stuff. Yeah, for, for the early season uh, whipping boys, yeah, as yeah. we were portrayed that we were going to be, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's something else. Um, giving it everything and superb yet again, Neil and Tom, I, I reckon just, yeah, bang on the money. You, you could come up with so many superlatives for, <laughs> for it, though, couldn't you? I mean, there were so many things to admire and you know, really sort of be proud of and that. It's just wonderful. Uh, Ross Barkley's getting a lot of attention now on, mm. on the television, but he's he's just 
showing what we've seen probably, yeah. you know, the first couple of games a yeah. bit off pace and then from then on in, he's, he's just been a star, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, sorry. Um, no. what I quickly was, what I was going to quickly say about Ross Barkley, since that Nottingham Forest game, when he came off the bench, mm. ever since then, he has been an absolute revelation. The guy, just, yeah, you know he's got magic in his boots, isn't he? Mm. It's, he's a risk taker. He really is a risk taker. And um, as we talk about the game, their, their fourth goal, you know, that, that was one of the risks and that. But I, I, it was a foul. It was a foul. But because of the risks that he takes so often, he succeeds mm-hmm. and it creates an opportunity. So, you know, just it's, it's great watching him. It's great watching him. I've got a question for you both and, and probably more for you, Steve, than you, Bataro, because of your age, right? If oh. you, t- if you, because a lot of people are saying that Ross Barkley is probably the best player ever to be in a Luton shirt. And I would ask this question because for me, up until this season, I would have said Ricky Hill was the best player I've ever seen in a Luton shirt. And if you give Ricky Hill the protection that people have these days rather than being hacked every week and you give him the pitches that they play on rather than the mud baths he played on every week. Mm. Which one of those two would be the best player that's ever played for Luton? Perhaps any if you if you if you want to leave a comment below, please do. Just, before we get into that, can I just say though they're complete like between the two obviously eras, they're completely different. Yeah. I know you said about the pitches and the protection and whatever mm. else, but at the same time, the quality of football now is much better as well. So Yeah, yeah. If you know what I'm saying. But the quality of football's much better because of the training and because of, of the pitches and because of everything else. Yeah. So I just think the I'm evolution just saying, of football as well. Pound for pound, if you yeah. put them together now and yeah. Ricky Hill at his prime, Ross Barkley as he is now. Would you still say he's the best player that's ever pulled on the Luton shirt? No, because he's got to do it over a period of time to be given an accolade like that. Ricky done it over such a long period of time as we went through the divisions, etc. And as you said, some of the pitches, mate, my, my back garden <laughs> yeah. that the, dog, yeah. that the dog's wrecked is better than some of those pitches. I've and, seen some, yeah. You know, I see, you see some of like the, the, the big match revisited and all these ones. You know, you see Ricky Hill, he glides through the midfield where there's just clumps of mud and stuff like that and the ball is right on his feet you know the, the ability in awful conditions for me it was brilliant it's, it's different you know I think Ross Barkley sees much more angles and stuff like that he has everything to be one of the very best and you know through our rise through the through the divisions we've seen some great great yeah. players at those different levels. I think Luke Guttridge at the time was a brilliant player at that level, but Ross Barkley is doing it in the top division. And I think because it's new to us and we're seeing someone that's bossing big games and that, mm-hmm. he has got it all. But I think Ricky, just because he'd done it over a longer period of time. Fair enough. If you've got any comments on that, please leave them in the, in the comments below. I'll just do it on a social media. We'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll, get, we'll get producer Jacob to ask that question mm. on socials and see just where it comes up. Um, let's talk about the match then. Um, one change from the Brighton, it's an obvious one really. Ted and Mengi comes back into the, to the team, replacing Burke as a starter. And you know what? That atmosphere, when we first went out, I was, you know, it was, it was quite electric, wasn't it? When, when, the, when the teams came out. Um, and we sort of settled in fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was sitting there, well, standing, I was standing there thinking, you know, we, we're all right so far. Mm. But what we don't want to do is concede an early goal, Bataro. <laughs> this is exactly it. I am about to say, how, how many minutes was it? Was it four minutes, something like that? Seven. Seven. So, yeah, seven minutes in. But what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> this is, yeah, I think the ball gets sprayed, is it, out wide to Trippier and yeah. he plays it in. Yeah, it was a phenomenal 
pass or it was a really lucky cross. I, I think it was a really good um, pass into yeah. Longstaff. I think Longstaff <coughs> out out muscled uh, whoever was ball side of him. Yeah, that's it. You know, and it just seemed to be absolutely on the money where he would have wanted mm. it to be. And once he got to that position, he did put it away nicely. You've it's got to say ominous that. when you hear that sound. When you're an away fan at a ground mm. that big with them passionate supporters, mm. and, and to be fair to Newcastle, probably the loudest supporters I've seen away this season. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, they're a good set of fans, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they're a good set of fans when it's going well. Mm. You know, they were quiet when it wasn't. But they they do get behind their team, though. They, they do they get do behind us, their yeah. team. And, and listen, I've got they they were all fantastic when we when we bumped into them, all of them. Yeah. Um, so very quickly, you saying about the Newcastle fans. 4-2, there was a couple of moments, not jeering, but there was an anxiousness mm-hmm. about them. It, yeah, and it, because, was, because it was a very brief spell. Genuinely, I can look, imagine Newcastle, case, like, yeah. Yeah. but Newcastle just come off the back of an amazing win at Aston Villa, who yes, hadn't yeah. lost at home yeah. until that point, and they demolished them, literally demolished mm. them. And they're coming in, and, it's, and, and I'm sure that they're not stupid enough to really think that it's only Luton Town, but it's mm. only Luton Town, who've already beaten them this season. Mm. So they want that revenge, well. and they, they wanted to take the game to us and they go ahead in seven minutes and I just stood there and went okay this could be a long match I was just about to say that's, that was my thoughts exactly I thought as soon as the ball goes in obviously the ball goes over it comes in I thought oh, defend it defend it defend it bang I thought, I'll be honest I thought it was quite poor defending at first mm-hmm. I still maybe pretty do think it's quite I, poor I, defending I, say, but, I think yeah. Longstaff did out muscle yes, uh, someone yeah. at the near post do you know when I first settled down though the first time Ogbené Burst Blitz, past Bird. Blitz burn, I, I mean, yeah. Burns, yeah. he couldn't have had... A worse game. A, 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 yeah. Well, no, but he couldn't have had a more difficult game in the whole of his career. But to be fair, though, mate, Ogbené's pace, oh, my Lord. He was doing it even in the second half. Yeah. He was knocking the ball, what, 10 yards in front and just running rings around people. It was scary. But then but then we, we had the um, the ability to find him in space. You know, Lukonga mm-hmm. and uh, Barkley, they were they were putting him through. Um, even Mengi a couple of times down, yeah, the, yeah. down the wing. And he was just ripping him every time. And as soon as I saw that, I thought... We're going to get a plenty of chances. On the way up, um, I joined live on a Newcastle United podcast about pre-match. And they asked me who who they should look out for. And the first person I said was, well, Benny, because mm-hmm. he's going to give your defenders a big a, pitch a, a right, well. a, a, yeah. And a big pitch, yeah, and a right run. They, I believe, Newcastle fans... Um, have not rated Burns over the last few games. And right. he hasn't done perform that well. So I think we've done our homework there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when he was going, he beat him every, had to beat him on every yeah. single oh, time. of course. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, I mean, if you, well, if Eddie Howe knows that Ogbené's starting and you put Dan Burns left back, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are you doing? Mm. Don't get it wrong. Dan Burns, for a big guy, is not exactly the slowest in the world. No. Or maybe they didn't have any other options, but Christ almighty, when the team news come out, and I saw Dan Burnt left back, Ben on the right. I thought, oh, mm. this could this could be quite interesting. And as the and commentary uh, came from the Brighton game, Ogbeno can catch pigeons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which what brilliant well, line! What a brilliant line that was. Yeah, he needs to team up with Dick Dusterly then. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, we were one 0 down, and then we started to press up, and we mm. had some chances, and then we we got a goal. And you know, I think I can't remember. It was Morris flicked it on, didn't he? To yeah, it was a free kick from yeah. uh, Barkley yeah. onto Morris, and, and then and, yeah, and Oscar was great there. leap as well. Uh, it was a brilliant goal, mm. and you know, from way back where we were with the binoculars on, you know, it, yeah, I didn't realise it had just gone straight in. I thought it might have bounced in off the crossbar or whatever. I was quite a lot um, 
nearer the front of the Luton section because uh, young Lenny was uh, with us and that. And the view was absolutely brilliant. It, it was nowhere near as bad as I remember it when we went up there in the FA Cup when Hilton, yeah. uh, you know, uh, done it and that. But it seemed a lot better. But yeah, it was a great crossover. So one for the, uh, the special teams coach, Alan McCormack. Yeah, and you know what? The goal goes in. No. Did it not come off the bar, Dave? It's sort of... Uh, well, un- un- under, under, un- yeah, just the very underside yeah. of the bar. Oh, right. I it's thought it went me. up, down, in. Oh, uh, you know. right, you're okay, yeah. But, you know, and the away end goes mental. Mm. And the, the noise, although it's probably not as audible on the television it or whatever It didn't come else, across, but it was loud. But the noise there. was loud. And you know what? 3,000 of us there, you know... And we're thinking, right, we're in this game. And mm. you know what? We don't need to be scared of Newcastle. Mm. And let's not concede real quick. Well, you're not waiting for the flag to go up, though. That's what I was thinking. I was sitting like uh, myself. I'm trying to celebrate. I'm thinking, I can't celebrate. I can't celebrate until I've seen a replay of it. Oh, because I, I, I celebrate that one quite freely. Yeah. I, I normally look to see of something that could happen. I, yeah, I just yeah. couldn't see any problems with that one. You just walk back. You, you watch the referee put his finger to his ear. So he's listening in on his earpiece. And you're thinking, well, he hasn't said anything yet. So it's a goal. He was trying to get us back. And, you know, celebrate, waste a bit of time and get back on it. So just shore yourselves up. Don't let anyone in. And, Batara, what do we do? Two minutes yeah. later, is that where, got a head um, in our hands again. Is that Anthony Gordon, was it? When he made uh, Kaminsky work and he pushed it, well, he flapped it. Is that one? Yeah, do you it think was, he flapped? Well, I'm not, sorry, not flapped. Sorry, was, oh, sorry, what I meant to say was he patted it, not flapped it Yeah, parried it out. Should, Pat, yeah. So the question is, should the keeper have done better? Do you know what I, I, I have no problems with it because it, it was so close and mm-hmm. so hard. It was hit so hard at him. It, what's he meant to do, really? I, I don't this, think I, can't, I don't think you could do any reaction more on anything, and he's done nothing wrong there. For me, the defending was poor. Well, I was going to ask Steve this because that goal started in their half mm-hmm. because we lost the ball, mm-hmm. and I think it was Osho chasing back. He got skinned, it, it, yeah. it was. There was a moment, and it was similar to the great goal that Palace. Um, scored um, uh, where they went down the the, the wing and uh, with a, with Amari Bell and he cut in and put it yeah. away. That was a brilliant goal. But we said at the time that he should not have got off that wing. There was a brief second where um, Osho to me, I was hoping that he was going to get him out of play uh, out on that wing. Once he had turned him. I mean, Gordon's, way too Gordon's well. pace was absolutely yeah. sensational because because Osho is proper rapid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Osho did catch up with him in the end, but you know he was having to go full tilt. You know that that was a really good attack. There was a split second where I was hoping that they're going to get get him out of play for a throw in or something. I think it was unfortunate with um, uh, Kaminsky patting it out. I don't think he had the time no. to to push it away out to the side, or else or else he would have done. And again, it just happened to fall right to their feet. I thought on yeah. the on the power, I actually think it hit one of our players as well before it got to their striker. Am I okay. right then? I'm not certain well, if that happened. Now, to be fair. But um, as soon as he gets in that position, you know he's yeah. going to score, right? Yeah. Of course. That, that, what, that was frustrating. But what I was going to say is, I think Osho, I think when it, I think maybe um, Anthony Gordon obviously takes him on a bit, takes him on and he stops a bit, doesn't he? And he knocks the ball, doesn't he? Mm. I think for me, Osho is way too tight to him there. Way too tight. I'm just thinking to myself, just give yourself a bit of space because you know this guy's got pace to burn mm-hmm. as well. And when he obviously gets down the line and whatever else, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, don't show him inside. Do not show him inside. What's he going to do? Show him inside. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, he's got about a yard and a half of space to fire into, obviously, like mm-hmm. I say. And yeah, fall straight to their feet. But we'll learn from these things anyway. So mm. Yeah, I think Robbie Edwards said in the uh, post-match interview, he said, you know, same as what Eddie Howe would say, 
three or four things that could have been done in most of the goals to avoid them. Yeah, yeah. These things happen, though. It's Premier League football and the well, quality players that we're up against as well, and we know this, so, yeah. I think we have to put things in perspective. You know, of Newcastle course. United, um, although they've got new owners, they, have, they haven't spent a huge amount of money. They really haven't. They've sort of been sort of curtailed by financial fair play. I think at the moment, I think they're just trying to work it out. But they, pound for pound, mm. are 10 millions and millions mm. You I mean, know, to more be than fair us, to them, yeah. Dave, they finished, was it third or fourth last season yeah, as well? Exactly. Champions so, League football. And they were, listen, they were brilliant last season. And they're not a bad team now. No, and I course. just, I think people need to realise that, you know, we're up against a top team here. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the got a lot, lot of injuries at the moment. And because Callum Wilson come on at half time. Yeah. He what, was out, wasn't he? Do you know well. what, what a pain in the RC is? He is such, yeah, he is good such a good target man. He's yeah. a real menace because. You know, he doesn't even let a centre-back just mm-hmm. stand. Oh, no. He, he's leaning on him. He's yeah, pushing yeah. on him. He's backing into him. So, worth his weight in gold yeah. he is. Yeah, thought, he's a brilliant player. I thought during the game, the press sort of changed. Our press changed and then they started pressing us a bit more. Mm. And, you know, as as the, the pendulum swang, um, everybody changed their tactics. That's how I felt. It mm. was working. And you know what? At 2-1, again... Up in the in the gods there, you're sitting well again standing, not sitting. Sorry about this, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you just seem to think, are we in for one of those days now that they've got two one in front, and are we going to get back in this? And actually, when you look back and you and you think about I've the never game, thought in, that, never thought that at all. Well, I was no. going to ask you that. Did you think that? Go go for never, it. No, Dave, I never thought that at all. Obviously, like I said, I was watching on TV. Well, yeah, uh, go on, Karen. Yeah, anyway, um, but no, honestly, at two one now, I thought. There's still a goal in this before half time. That's what I was thinking. That's mm. what I was thinking to myself. I was watching obviously my boy, my auntie there as well. And weirdly enough, my auntie's actually a Newcastle fan as well, so <laughs> <laughs> which is difficult. Um, but no, um I never thought at one point I thought to myself, we are good enough here to get back mm. into this and score some more goals. And my auntie's sitting there going, Do you know what? I agree. I I, I was also really confident that it was not done and dusted. I know it's easy to say it, but I felt at the time that we were still right in it. I thought yeah. we was on top at one point. And, uh, you know, right. after after the 2-1 goes in, we have a lot of play, mm. a lot of good passing. And you look at if you looked at the, the figures at that point, we were sort of toe-for-toe for passes, toe-for-toe for possession. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know... The guy that we spoke about at the very beginning of the podcast, Ross Barkley, gets the ball and he and he drives forward. He drives forward, and you think, "Come on, just play the right ball, and we can score here." Mm. But but he, he he's put the tackle in to get the the, the yeah. ball back himself anyway, and then he, yeah, and I was shouting, going, "Drive, drive, drive, yeah. Ross, drive!" And, yeah. and again, and he's laid the ball off. Doughty's, perfect Doughty time. shot, um, brilliant goalkeeper. Yeah. Again, I would yeah, ask the fact yeah. that Newcastle, fan, Newcastle yeah. fans would say their goalkeeper has to do better there. Mm-hmm. But, this, you know, the speed of the shot, the strike... It's difficult. It's difficult low one. as well. You, you've got to think, right, how many yards out is he? Probably about eight yards out when he's hit that ball. Mm-hmm. And the keeper's got to get down so low as well. Was it a cleanly struck shot? I, I thought, so. it, I thought yeah, it was I a, bit, so. a bit of a, a bounce onto the keeper. Well, I don't... We'll, I don't, we'll have I a look back on that. It, you know. Okay. I think he did rifle mm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought he rifled it. But here's the thing that I really enjoyed about the goal because when it bounced out to Ross Bargley, he had the sense just to calm it down yeah, and yeah. then fire it in. Yeah, yeah. Such an intelligent player, though, isn't he? I mean, we we know that he's going to do anything to like in order to. Hang on, two seconds before we can say that, and also a little another uh, little stat as well. Ross Barkley, they kept saying the other day, has scored most of his career goals against Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, that's right. He said he had a lucky run against them, yeah. but yeah, I mean, he was he was super composed. He took the touch, you know, 
and then just yeah, he, he put it away effortlessly. He does he, and but that's where um, we were great to bring him in, having that experience and at the highest level. Just just got a calm head on him, hasn't he? I was I was very grateful for Stace standing at that point because if we didn't have it, I'd have probably been ten rows in front of me, um, <laughs> or over the over the edge. Yeah, well, I wasn't that close to the edge, oh, but you know, it, it would have done me a big harm. But the thing is with that is that you get back to two all and you're thinking, actually, we're as good as Newcastle today. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, again, if you read any of the social media comments, Newcastle fans were saying Luton were good. Mm -hmm. The best team they've seen there for a while as well. That's what I was saying. And and the thing is, you know, there are a lot of supporters that listen to podcasts or watch Match of the Day or listen to those pundits will think that Luton are going to be a walkover every week. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they're not anymore. We Mm -hmm. have changed so much. Yeah. So at at half-time, it's two all. And you think that they're that Eddie Howe would go to a Newcastle team, stop off Benny running, stop him running, mm. double up on him but and do something. But you can't stop the man. The, the man's electric. You cannot stop that. No, but there was still a, a level of ignorance from him in, from him not to deal with it because, yeah. as I say, Burns, but he was just getting absolutely roasted. Slaughtered. Slaughtered every time. And you know that if we put the ball, and the ball was going there, so mm. we knew that that's, that was a tactic we needed but from to. From Newcastle's point of view, though, they then dropped another one to like double up on him, then it, it disrupts their way of playing because you know how like they play it's quite it's quite free sort of like space yeah it's quite flowing isn't it and it's quite yeah and they like to have a lot of big like gaps in between to run in behind and whatever else so you, you you're doubling up you're then bringing the back the players and uh, maybe yeah, like maybe it's a conscious decision to leave it uh, yeah. yeah to hold their uh, their shape maybe but you know we I I'm, I'm going to say the same phrase I say a lot of the time most of the time when we come out second half. You're thinking, can we do that again? Mm. And and sometimes we don't start as well. However, we were on it from mm. the f- first opportunity in the second half, and you know we got we got a bit of a break, didn't we? When uh, it was it was a part. I don't know who passed it to already, but he ran down that line. Mm. He cut in, and you're thinking he's going to score. Mm. He's definitely going to score. And there was contact outside the box, mm-hmm. and yeah. it continued on into the box. And then he already had the intelligence to fall over. Oh, yeah, gone. So I, go I think. We got the penalty because there was hand on his shoulder outside the box. Then it came off his shoulder and then back on again. I think uh, Ben sort of uh, shrugged him off. So then it went back on really close to the to the line. But then then he see, went down. What I was about to say about that is, I know you're saying there was obviously contact outside the area. But as what I've seen, they were obviously watching the VAR. I think it was maybe two or three minutes away. Yeah, it was quite a while. Obviously on the TV, they're showing the whole VAR incident. What it, what, ha- what I believe the issue was as. Um, so Ogbené was as, was basically <coughs> over the line mm-hmm. it obviously all property of the area on the line should I say there was contact at the back of his knee right there was contact on the back of his knee I believe I'm not I'm not too sure if that's what it was given for it was for the pool but basically there was I think was it Dan Burnley again was it yep I think as he's like his knee's gone down or whatever mm. it's hit the back of Ogbené's right. knee and it's then tripped him that aside if a foul starts outside the box and ends inside the box it's a penalty regardless of where the foul started it's a penalty. So why were so many people trying to make that point then on Saturday? So no, look, that it started. See, for me, his hand come off if, uh, yeah. off, off his shoulder, I'm not, and then I'm not, starting. I'm not disagreeing with you, Steve. Yeah, but I'm just saying the laws of the game say. Does it say? That? I, was, I, I can't yeah, remember. The laws of the game yeah. say if if a foul starts out and continues on into the box, it's a foul. Right, it's yeah. a penalty. So I was a bit surprised. One, the line I didn't give it. 
And secondly, the ref gave an on-field decision of a free kick mm. and not a pen. So thankfully... The, the it was very tight, though, to the line, to be fair, Dave. It was just on the line, pretty much. Mm. It was close. I can I'm, understand why the referee's given it. I mean, there... No, 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 no. But what I'm saying, I can understand why the referee's um, said, obviously, a free kick, because he's covering himself or whatever. Mm. I know they check it anyway. But you could quite clearly see his reasoning behind why he thought it was a free kick. So I mean, until you have to check the VAR like 20 times, yeah. then you see it. There, I was absolutely convinced it was nothing other than a penalty. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I was, it cannot be anything else. It really couldn't. Yeah. See, like, I had a different view on that yeah. watching on the TV. So I, I thought it was a free kick at first until I saw the actual contact in the area. And then I was like, okay, maybe not. Mm. I but, thought it might be our luck right now. It's not. So let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the penalty and, and the, the one thing is if if you if he wasn't at the stadium you wouldn't know how loud the whistles were mm. when Morris was standing there and the referee was at the, on the edge of the box and then Carlton Morris for some strange reason steps up and scores. Well, he, he thought he'd heard a, right. um, a whistle. So, They're both ready. They <laughs> the commentary team were. Oh, I can't understand it. I can't understand yeah. this. Like mm. you know, he's taking the penalty. The keeper's dive. He's ready. Just give the goal. That's what they kept saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, like, because because they want to give the goal because yeah, yeah. we needed the goal. Yeah. But having said that, you know, then you have to step up a second time mm. and you're thinking, it'll be typically us, wouldn't it, that he puts it in the same place and the goalkeeper mm. remembers where he put it. Real kahunas from yeah. Morris. You know, yeah, to, yeah. And yeah, you know, to, to do that staggered run and then both times in exactly the same place. I I'm mean, sitting in the sand, whip it in the top of the net, yeah. in the top of the net, go on. Yeah, that, that's guts, yeah. real guts. So we go three till up and, you know, we're in heaven, aren't we? And then, what was it, three minutes later, um, we get another another brilliant move, really. And, and yeah, started by Doughty, wasn't it? Doughty, and then Barkley, and Barkley again. You're thinking, mm. just, you can see this. Please tell me you can see Elijah on your right. Please mm. tell me you can, can see that. And the little pass to him, and then we are in heaven. It, 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 there was one of the uh, moments where Ross Barkley is actually pointed down to his right. And I think it might have been that goal, almost to say... Moved. Just hold, okay. just hold, and then again, just lays it off, and another, another, just a lovely crisp finish. You Beautiful. know, uh, the the Brighton one, Elijah Dunham at the near post, but again, nice yeah. composed finish. But same again, Elijah's on hits it so well oh. as well. It gets the elevation just over the goalkeeper's legs as well, and then just into the far just, oh, Beautiful, just he's on yeah, fire right now. Yeah. Elijah's just sensational. Confidence, the, the confidence in that boy right now is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets how many goals he on now? Nine goals this season. Nine, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 16 this season. Could well. he's going. Yeah. 15, hopefully, 16. hopefully another eight on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, let's not take it away. Again, Newcastle, the, the, the ground was a bit silent at 4-2. I think they were in disbelief that we scored mm. two quick goals. And when you look at the clock now and you look, oh, quite a long time to go. Right why did we score four? Why couldn't we score four, 10 minutes from the end? Or with hindsight, why couldn't we just defend just a little bit better for... 10, 15 minutes. But, I was know. sitting there thinking, we're going to score another goal or two here. That's what mm. I was thinking. We're on such a roll. Newcastle going to have to go for it. We're going to count. We're going to break the lines and whatever else. I was sitting there going, we're going to score another goal here. Mm. At the least. pace of the game, yeah. the pace of that game Ridiculous. was non-stop, end-to-end, non-stop stuff. So Newcastle were always a threat. You know, yeah. And and they they went back in. Now, you know, the the sound of their, their fans roaring them on. Yeah. Um, Trippier, you know, what can you do? What can you do with that goal? Nothing. It, it, it was five it, minutes yeah, after we scored. It, it was a good finish, and yeah, it just set it up for the for the barnstorm and finished. The that's the point. That it was. It's, yeah. it's spurred them on. If we, you know, I don't think we can fault the goal. Newcastle United moved the ball well. Mm. They found the right place, and you, you're, yeah. not, you're not stopping that. Can, 
you know about which one you're on about sorry now the last third goal the third, the third one goal. so the third goal I was thinking at the time I, don't, I haven't really watched it back well I have obviously but I've not really paid too much detail to it but, um, attention sorry but um, what I was going to say was it looked like Morris was trying to wrestle with him more than he was trying to defend I don't know if he was I don't know how it started but the, the view I got is almost Morris, Morris was like this he was just like sort of trying to push him out of the way and he couldn't get near him maybe because he wasn't in the position that he wanted that's what to, I think, to be yeah. to defend it maybe yeah, Trippier, think, Trippier just it, got yeah. a bit of a, a lead on him and uh, yeah. was, had the presence of mind to hold him off. That's what I mean. I couldn't yeah. see it, so I was just trying to wonder. But yeah, there's nothing, nothing against Morris that you know. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. So you know what? I can't it. believe we've been talking all the pod about this game. We've not got anywhere near the end of it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the, the equalising goal because on the day, standing there, um, I can't see. Mm. And, you know, again, leave some comments if you're a Newcastle fan or, or you, you don't agree with my view. Just let let us know because it's interesting to see what other people think. I think you've got the same view as all of us, Dave. Yeah, but I can't believe that they didn't pull that back for a yeah. foul on Ross Barkley. To me, it was an absolute hundred percent of a foul. You know, he he's put his sort of hip or side right right into him. He's knocked him over. Um, you know, you could see um, Barkley was sort of really appealing desperately with the ref, and then when the goal went in, he sort of just collapsed down on the floor, gutted. And I, even then, I thought, well, VAR is going to see this. And, you know, to me... It's a glaring mistake. It's a glaring mistake. It yeah, is, it yeah, is, in yeah. my opinion, it is a foul. But Newcastle fans would say the opposite. It wasn't a foul. He just barged, mm. He just used shoulder to shoulder. Which which he was, I don't it was think his it, hip. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it wasn't. It, you know, it wasn't his shoulder. It, it, At it, the it same was time, you say about his hip, I, was, I think there was connection with the feet, of the legs as well. Yeah. It was knee to knee or something Horrendous. like that and he bowed him in. But And know. just the way, um, who who scored for them? I can't remember. Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the way that he, the way that he just caressed it into pa- the goal. Passed it into it the net. caressed into the goal. And then you're thinking... You look at the clock and there's still ages to go. Mm. Ages to go. Plus eight years injury time. <laughs> yeah. How many minutes were actually put ten, off the board? Oh, it was. I was sitting ten. there going, I was only four minutes at a time. And next minute, I'm like, why is it, it was like 98th minute? Or it whatever. was forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can count our our luck from, from the day. Listen, we, we deserve a bit of luck because we worked so hard as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, when Newcastle missed... Um, uh, the 5-4 incident, you know, where the ball went across the back of the goal and it was just there to be put in. And yeah. Jacob Murphy was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Jacob it Murphy. Was, but by the same token, um, we had another uh, opportunity right at the death where he side-footed it. Surely you just put your laces through it. Surely. I get why he's done it though. I get why. It's, it's a difficult chance, don't get me wrong. But oh, I'm sitting there going, go in, go on, yeah. go, on go for it. And the next minute, oh, it keeps going. I'm thinking, fuck. You know, yeah, right. I mean, I, th- I think that would have been a little bit too much for us all to to be able to have dealt with. But <laughs> I, I just thought, yeah, put your laces through that one. But there you go. There you go. At 5-4, it would have been an injustice to both teams, I think. I mean, I would have taken it all day long. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been injustice to, to both Newcastle and Luton Town. But, you know, as as Luton fans, we definitely, definitely want that 5-4. But to come mm. away, it, on the way up there, you're going up to Newcastle saying we mustn't lose. Mm. And we didn't lose. And the rest of the results... We're okay for us. Oh, I think we said we'd be thrilled with a, yeah. a, a draw. You know, a we thought we, we could well. win, we, but yeah. thrilled with a draw. Four, uh, four points out of six against that yeah, yeah. A top mm. team is, is a good It's, it's a good amazing, return. it's amazing. Brilliant hole. Um, when you look at the stats of Vax and XGs, I, again, I like XGs now. <laughs> <laughs> but look at it, it's, it's pound for pound almost, 2.4, 2. 2.36. Uh, 54% sessions, 46 for us. Mm. Um, you know, we haven't had that up until recently. No. 
more shots on target than Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, you know, 54 and 46 possession. Now, this is against a team that really wants to dominate uh, at home. Yeah. But yeah, 11 shots, eight on target. That's mustard. That's ridiculous. You know, that, that is that insane. Is, that is really good. And it's showing how much better we are. Uh, some facts from Google and Opta. You know, Newcastle remained unbeaten against Luton in 22 home league games. Uh, oh, God. The last defeat coming in September 1937. Were, were, you, were you there, Dave? No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, to have scoring four plus goals in, in two games. Is amazing. Four nil, four all. We haven't done that for a long time. Have we scored. Sorry, I can't see it. Uh, oh no, sorry, don't, don't worry. It's literally there. You're about to read it. Gone. I'll shut up now. That's all right. You can read it. No, I was about to say about the uh, Luton score 15 goals in the last six Premier League games. That's what I was about to say. Honestly, when you look at it like that, and that we're on the same level with Liverpool and Manchester City, <laughs> you know we've got something to be proud of right now. Well, because early season as well, it just it was looking like. We, we just haven't yeah, got the yeah. goals this in us. And now look at us, we're flying. Mm. Something really interesting that Robbie Edwards said in um, sort of the, over the last week or so, looking at early season games, he, he cringes about them now. Yeah, you well, know, you know that's, that's a good thing though. Your manager is developing your team and developing his tactics because yeah. he was new to the game mm. as, as yeah, much yeah. as we are. And it's his first season in the top flight. And he needs to still get used quite to a it. revelation, though, isn't it? Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah. And and because of that, we have improved. Yeah, we haven't we haven't sort of sat on our laurels and, and just gone well. We're just and uh, do you know what? Another thing that I, I love the comments from Paul Merson on yeah. Sky Sports. Puff, his Puff, his pr- name pronunciations: <laughs> <laughs> Doggerty and Og Ogbogo, or Og, yeah, Og, yeah. Og, Ogbongo or something. Yeah, called him or whatever. Yeah. I was like, what? But, but he, he's saying nice things which is good and, and so they should be but I disagree with him on one point mm-hmm. and he said Luton have done what they did in the championship and they come up and play in championship football in the Premier League we've moved on I think we've moved up a bit haven't we did he say it like that or did he say that we're playing how we did like in, in the championship fear no no, kind of no no I, I think he was referring to our style of play because he's saying he said oh we're not going to be Premier League players oh I'm going to play like this so I'm going to yeah. do that he said oh okay that's a better way of saying it yeah no that, that, that's the, you know and that's right and by and large that has been our foundation but there is no denying over the last two months at least our game has really evolved into yeah, yeah. much more different avenues. And do you know what's amazing as well? All the bell ends that I see in the pub, right? Excuse my language. It's quite tame anyway. But um, what I will say is, all these people that get saying, oh, you're going down without a whimper, this and that, you're shite, you're whatever else. Oh, you that, drink with Garth Crooks, do you? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. yeah but he has, doesn't turn up anymore. But what I was going to say was, all these people, right, they're now going, you look my style, you're looking really good. I'm fucking, I'm saying, mm. I fucking told you just back in November. Mm. You should be listening. Yeah. I, th- I think when you when you look at how we performed, and, and again, because we're watching the team every week, you can see the changes in how we've performed. Um, and we knew he was going to give it a go. It's, and I, I think I've said many a time, it was never going to be an easy task to stay in the Premier League. No. Oh. But we're giving it one hell of a chance. I mean, look at Forest, they're struggling, and they've spent, what, about 200 million or whatever. I love so, it. Yeah. Listen, I I love the fact that we other teams are being in the mix. I love mm-hmm. that because now, and I think they said it on Match of Day with and 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 on Talk Sport and and other channels, they they've said we're looking at Luton Town differently now, aren't we? Mm. Yes, mm. yeah, of course. I, I think as Luton fans, if we go down, all we want is to be able to say that we've given it our all, shot, yeah. you know, and we're not we're not leaving anything out on the pitch. You know, so many 
teams have have gone down over the years. And like Norwich, for example, they've been a yo-yo team and stuff like that. You know, and I remember the Norwich fans saying, "We're not even trying to stay up." You know, and and they were just it's just a wasted season. If we go down, we're going to go down having given it absolutely everything, and at the moment we're getting the praise and the rewards that we deserve. I mean, exactly. This is this is the thing we craved a little bit. I know it sounds ridiculous, it sounds a bit almost a bit like sad, but we we crave people to look at us and go, "They're a good side," because we mm. know we're what we're about. We know mm. we can do bits, but. I say maybe for the first sort of like six, seven games of the season, we weren't up to the standard we are now. Clearly, but you know, this experience is getting used to the level and whatever else, and yeah. that'll come. We, we we knew this, but we were still, we were so, we're still so. What's the word? Um, resolute, probably. Like we yeah. were still in games. We were like we were losing games by one goal. I think that stat come out. I think we only lost by three or, or two or more goals in three games or yeah. something like that or whatever. I think yeah. I think we said just before we we came um, on air though about when this group of players and the fans when they've they can taste like their target you know like the the promotion and certainly staying in the championship that first season when the players have got the bit between their teeth they very rarely let it go mm-hmm. we we've, we've got a group of players over the years that have achieved and they've met their goals and i just feel that they have really got the taste for it now and I don't think... The mental sustainability as well yeah. is ridiculous. Isn't yeah, it? Like, it, it just feels like there's a relentlessness building again with this group of players that they're not going to let it go. Um, Saturday's coming and... Uh, Big game. How important is that, Batari? Oh, oh, don't. You, know, you know what it is? I know, like, we see it sometimes and go, it's a must-win game. It probably is. Well, to be fair, is it a must-win game? Possibly not. I'm not too sure, but... It could put them to bed. That's it. That's not only that, but we need that. We need to win in order then to go on a on a charge and to maintain the what's the word the level of like momentum. Momentum. There you yeah. go. But if we if we if we exclude if we exclude the FA Cup game and beat Manchester City, free hit. If we can beat Manchester City at home in the FA Cup, it'll be an amazing night. But uh, Sheffield United, <sighs> Manchester United, and then Aston Villa, mm. sandwiched by. Liverpool away so I'll be honest I'm actually more worried for Saturday excuse me than I have ever, than I have been for any other game in the season I'll be honest mm. I do not fear any any game and do you know what this is the one at Sheffield United mm. at home sorry it's mm. yeah I, I yeah I, I just feel that this could put Sheffield United pretty much to, to, uh, to bed to be honest with you saw a little stat about Sheffield United uh, about Derby's record as well the other day I don't know if I should share it or not go on so basically they this is, gonna, this is why I'm a little bit fearful. Oh Derby God. won. Now listen, Derby won their 11th point of the season. Obviously, which Sheffield United could do if they get a draw against us on the same weekend at the same stage of the season, which is really making me think a bit like. Mm. Right, thanks for that, Batari. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Cheered me up. That's um, one, one for the. Mate, it's been playing on my mind for the last however many days, but yeah. I think Sheffield United fans and club know they have to get three points on Saturday. Yeah. So I yeah. think that'd be at it, and I think that might just open it up for a little bit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm could be a proper championship style battle. Yeah, couldn't I it? mean, look at the Boxing Day fixture. Yeah, you know, hopefully we just press on and we don't do we don't do a looting on ourselves. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've literally seen us. You mean a looting of old, Dave? A looting of old. Thank you, looting of old. Let's say go. that. I, I, I think that we're more savvy now. I think, I think the manager's more savvy and I think the players know the importance of this next game. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
That was an interesting chat, wasn't it? It was. Um, before we go, I'd like to say hello to uh, people that said hello to us at the weekend. Uh, I, you said you want to mention a couple? Uh, yeah, uh, we had a chat with Rob in the bar. Rob at the bar, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 was, go- that was good. Uh, Julian standing in front of us. He had a good chat with him pretty much through the game and, and lad to my left. Um, Connor. How many you got, Steve? <laughs> just just, oh, just hold your, uh, yeah, Connor and his girlfriend who has not seen us lose yet so she has to keep on going at the games what she comes out of that yeah. Yeah, and, and, and lastly Lenny my grandson started his first song at the weekend and he was absolutely <laughs> he, he was buzzing he was absolutely buzzing with that yeah excellent excellent um, listen thanks I've for this I've got a little shout out as well go on then so basically I went to two pubs the other day uh, a group of lads see him in one pub Shout out to them as well. Cheers for saying hello and that. Recognise the voice. I say, you can't get away with this, can you, really? Mm. And I went to another pub a little while after, and, uh, oh, you're the geezer that does that, I want to sound, blah, blah. So shout out to all the boys that I've seen in the pub and whatever else. And um, obviously a massive well done as well to Megan. She'd done um, a charity, almost like a little hike up the O2 for cancer. Okay, that's quite cool. a lot of money, so well done as well for that. Excellent. Well, you know, keep on supporting anyone who's doing anything for charity. Yep. Um, that's a great thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please do leave some comments yep. here below it if you're watching on YouTube. Or you can leave them on actually on Spotify these days. So mm. leave some comments. And uh, let's hope we get three points on Saturday. And we'll see you all again next week. Thank you. Calm the town. <laughs>